And the last one, the 2022 Detroit Lions will. Um. Number of ways I can go with that. Um. <clears throat> the 2022 Detroit Lions will be the team that can and will. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh -huh. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of The Fizz. Thank you all so much for joining us. I am here with my boys, Lou, the Big Slip Bandit, and Channy Football. How we doing, fellas? Happy New Year, Frank. Hey, Happy so. New Year, boys. Yeah, the boys are back in town, baby. Yeah. Episode 91, the Federoff episode, first episode of the new year. Got to start it off right. How was your New Year's, you guys? New Year, new me. Yeah. What's your all, all your New Year's resolutions? Remember, we said we didn't like them we last We shit episode? on them. We shit on them, yeah. yeah. It's Absolutely. a social construct. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking do it. No one wants to hear about it. No, we don't care at all. No. Just start changing. That's how we act here at the Fizz. But New Year's was great, Frank. New Year's was really good. I actually um, had great food. Unfortunately, not the best company. I Ooh. went out with Big Slip Yikes. on New Year's oh, Eve for dinner. So, yeah. Ditto. You know, but nice. Um, nice we, comeback. we ended up going downtown to uh, Pow Detroit. Nice. Nice little spot right in the heart of downtown. Never been there. Got um, some drinks. Very good food. Watched TCU beat the shit out of Michigan. We did. Took in New Year's with some friends later. It was a great New Year's. Yeah, it was kind of, I was kind of interested. I saw some uh, snap stories of you guys, you know, hanging out on New Year's. And uh, I was just like, there doesn't look like there's a TV in sight. Oh, but there was. That's the thing. <laughs> Big, See these little devices here that we got? Cell yeah. phones? Yeah. We had one of those bad boys propped up on the uh, drink menu right under the candle. So Good. me and uh, me and Channy Football over there had had all eyes on uh, yeah. on the game. We didn't dinner. miss much. Kind of a snoozer. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty boring game, you know. Yeah, so it was uh, it was good though. You know, the older I get, maybe I'm getting like old and crotchety, but like, I don't know. New Year's Eve isn't that it's, great. It's like, amateur night, you know. It used to be great. I used to love New Year's yeah. Eve. That was one of my favorite nights of the year. Now I'm kind of like, fuck, like I just want to be in pajamas and oh, I'll watch the ball drop on Twitter in the morning or to, something. To you me, know? it's to me, it's now on the same level as um. As like the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, I was like just going to say yes. that. I agree 100%. It's like, it's the, like two, the worst day to go out. Yes. It's just like amateur hour. Yep. It yeah. is. Yeah. So like I did pretty much that. I kept it really low key. I was just with a 
few friends of ours and Mm -hmm. we, you know, I mean, we were wearing like sweatpants and ate a bunch of meats and cheeses, ordered Jets pizza and just watched the two football games and played games. It was pretty solid. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's not a bad way to take it in though, you know? No, it was awesome. It was very close to my house too. So it was just, it was just easy. Yeah. We had a nice little setup too, Chaney. We walked over to, uh, what's the Kid Rock Bar Union? Oh yeah. Union Assembly. Union Assembly. We had a couple drinks before dinner over there. Headed over to Pow. So is, is Pow like where like Fox Theater is? Right by Cliff Bells. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. It's, yep. it's it's back there. It's uh, on that yeah. street that's perpendicular to Cliff yeah, Bells. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. So it was uh, it was good though. And then uh, to ring in the New Year's, I actually ran into this guy again. We decided to uh, me and Big Slip decided to venture on down. Go downtown Home base. for the Lions You know where game. we were. Greek Town Casino to start. He's Greek nice. Town to start. We didn't go to the game, but we ventured off over to a little tin roof. Had a couple pops there. Yeah. Head back to the Nino. Had some 4 o'clock action. Yeah. Dude, you know, ring in the new year. But how dumb was this, Chandler? So we went to the Barstool Sportsbook to put some bets in and eat and drink and whatnot. This was dumb. Literally, the there was probably three or four people sitting down in the whole place at this time. And it was around kickoff. Like, we were, sh- I was shocked. Wait, no way. Yeah, there like, was like maybe five tables of people. Like 40% capacity. That's great. In the Sportsbook. In, in the yeah. Sportsbook, Cause, yes. Because I debated... Uh, like almost doing nothing for New Year's mm-hmm. and then just like being like, hey, let's just get a crew to go down the for the first. Right. Like, didn't really work out, but I thought like I didn't look into it either, but I was like, oh, if I didn't book it by now, like there's no way there's going to be a seat Oh, we in started with like 10 guys and it ended up being about four of us showing up. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but either way, we so we went to the sports book. We're or, like, first of all, it took us like 20 minutes before anyone even came over to like sit us down. And there's yeah. literally no one in here, dude. I'm telling you, there's no one there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know? So we finally get sat. Um, they, they move us from the original seat that we went and sat down in because we didn't check in. So they made us come back up to the front of the desk, check in, and then sat us down at the table, like two tables over what? because our table was reserved, but no one's fucking there. Oh my God. It, it, it gets insane. dumber. This isn't even the dumbest part of the whole <laughs> So time. we're ordering food and whatnot. And she's like, Hey, by the way, you guys have a 90 minute time limit. And after the 90 minute mark, you have to pay an additional $100 per 90 minutes of sitting here at the table. And we're like, all right, well, we're going to be ordering like food and drinks. We're not just sitting here. She's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You still have to pay an additional $100 after 90 minutes. Crazy. Yes. Okay, well, now it makes a little more sense why the place is half fucking That's what empty. I said, exactly. And I was like, dude, that's like the dumbest rule ever. We're in here ordering food and drinks, watching games till 4 o'clock. It's there's a not sports a, book. There's no one in here. You're going to kick us out and not make any money. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I honestly don't get that at all. She literally wrote the time too and stuck it to our table. Like I, I not don't know. like generally 90 minutes, like 1233, you have until 203. That's not even a full game. Dude. I really don't get that I at all. I was blown away. So we so we were like, all right, we're not we're not doing that. Yeah. We're leaving at the 90 minute mark. Yeah, 100%. Right, right. You know, so we did that and then we went over to Tin Roof. It was a good time. There was a bunch of like slappies there, yeah, full yeah. Kool-Aid swing, you <laughs> and know. And the fucking and the casinos <laughs> in your pocket anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Serious. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking ridiculous though. Like I will say like the I've been to that Barstool sports book like once or twice. And the one time I did, I booked it for a fantasy draft. Uh, and we got there and we're all sitting down and like, 
it was just like a fucking mess a little bit. Like I'm like, hey, do you have like outlets and stuff for us? Like we all have our computers in auction draft. So I understand if it was like, you know, but I kind of like warned them beforehand. Uh, yeah, and I was sure, like, I'm sure. coming for a draft. Yeah. And, and like, they just like, didn't get it like at all. Like, I, I mean, I felt a little bad, but I also was just kind of like, this is supposed to be like your thing. Yeah, like the, they were like doing a, a special on like, if you're having your fantasy draft there and she, this, the woman just kept like talking to me and coming up to us and like being like, how's the outlets? How's this? And it, like, it's a fucking auction draft. You can't take your face off the fucking screen for right. one second. And it, it, I'd missed like seven guys just from like, <laughs> like dealing totally with logistics yes. at uh, the sports. Sounds like so. a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. So, well, the crazy thing was we went, uh, we stayed the first half there. We went to tin roof for the second half. We came back to, Back to about yeah. the four o'clocks. There were less people in the sports book at that time. Yeah. Sitting in the bar stool restaurant. And they had a line of 15 it was people insane. out front. They were standing in the casino waiting to get sat. And there was nobody in the place. No way. It, so like there must have been people that called off because of the holiday yeah. or something. But like they literally had a line of six or seven couples and 10 to 15 tables were open. That's crazy. The same like six big tables that we originally were sitting at from like one o'clock until we left at halftime, they were all still empty. Like no one ever came. Yeah. They had to be short staffed or something. Yeah. It, it had to have been something like that. Long story short, we went to one of those standing cooler bars. You know, they just have the beers. It's like you're at the ballpark. Yeah. 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 Started ripping beers. That's great. Started betting the Jets. Yeah. Fuck. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I was, one, uh, yeah. yeah, I was dragging ass come New Year's Day. Uh, you know, my dreams of like going downtown or anything were cooked. I actually did most of my damage to myself Friday, met up with a bunch of friends, went bowling. Like kind of, you know, like hung out at a bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then did New Year's. So I had back to backs, and I just needed the needed the couch and the Lions victory it was keeping me warm on New beat Year's down. Day. Lions beat down, beat down. What's your take on bowling? Bowling? Yeah. Um, I will say in the way we did it Friday, like was a blast. I think in general, like going bowling's like overrated. Okay. I think we, I've said that before, but like. That once a year with like twenty friends that I don't ever get to see throughout the year was mm -hmm. like such a fun night, right. and it was a blast. We were at like Madison Bowl, uh, in I think Hazel Park. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, or Madison Heights Hazel Park. Area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably yeah, yeah. Madison Same Heights, spot. right on the yeah, border. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably Madison Heights. But it uh, makes sense. But it was like a blast. I mean, they have like the shuffleboard. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a big ass gritty place, and I like loved it. But I, you know, I don't think it's something I'd want to do like every weekend type right. deal. Right. Right. Did you get like some like shitty mott sticks and some draft beer? Yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, so I forgot who said it, but like, you smell like the, shit when you got home. Yeah. For some <laughs> reason, the decision was to not do pitchers, which I kind of thought was a sin. Really? At the bowling alley. Yeah, that's like automatic, or they have like bucket specials. Right. Oh, so we got bottles. Okay. But like, that's what was kind of funny is like the guys would go get around and they'd come back like full arm. It was like minimum fifteen at a time, <laughs> and like they come. We had them in our. It was like one of those type of nights. Like we had to, you know, we had to definitely clear 100 beers like no in the first they go hour. down pretty easy at the bowling alley, that's what i mean you yeah. know just meant to be and it's kind of funny like hanging out at the bowling alley when you're with a big crew that you haven't seen in a while like uh it's one of those where you're standing you're moving around and it's like you have to go up so it's like you have these like mini conversations for like four minutes you kind of play musical chairs too because <laughs> yeah. you yeah. sit you're by like, like everyone and you're just like moving and rotating around so like i don't know it's good and it keeps i like you that social yeah. part of it too it's for fun sure. so it's you fun. had a couple lanes 
Yeah, we had three lanes. Okay. We had three lanes and three hours worth of bowling. Gotcha. Yeah, so we Three played. hours and you get as many games as you want? Mm-hmm. I think we only got oh, three okay. in because okay. we were dicking around pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. No one was like... Going there, up there, there and, running and up there. And there was like... 15 minute gaps where it was like, Hey, where's, where's he? And yeah. like, oh, he's getting 20 more beers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. It was a good time. Good weekend. So to me, like when I go into a bowling alley, like it brings back like smoking, you know, like <laughs> yeah. people can't smoke indoors now, but I feel like the casino, the bowling alley and national Coney islands should yeah. all allow <laughs> smoking. Yes. I agree. You know, so it's still weaved throughout like the carpet and the shoes and like the atmosphere. Yeah, there. Yeah. I do agree. Like, I feel like you leave smelling like a cigarette, even though no one's smoking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. National Coney Island was the first place I ever smoked a cigarette inside. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, it was one of my first two. Remember they used to have the security yeah. guard there. Yes, the, they did. 100%, the the box, one on Hall Road. The one on Hall Road had a security. Oh guard. yeah, no, yeah, it did. One hundred percent, it did. And yeah. it had like the the vending machine of cigarettes Six, that you yeah. could yes. get there. You need to get one of those in this basement, <laughs> dude. Those things are like legendary. Soft packs. Yeah. Oh, my oh, parents used to have, like sure. hand me money and like go pull them from the machine. They got those at the, the casino. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think the casino was probably my first like outside of like. My college apartment was like the first place I probably smoked a cig inside. I'd Have probably you ever say smoked that, a cig and ate dinner? Like while <laughs> no, you were eating dinner? No. That's, that's kind neither, of what dude. I was talking about. Dude, like, I, I don't, yeah, I'm not at that level of like social no. status. And I don't ever do that, but <laughs> I don't ever do that. But like, it was something where I was like, I need to try this at least one time. I love the know? idea of it. So like, that was when I did it was at National Coney Island. And to be honest, it's kind of, it's not terrible because every bite like masks the smoke. So you just kind of go cigarette, honey. It's not terrible. <laughs> cigarette, Coney Does dog. Does every bite mask the smoke or every smoke mask every that's, bite? That's I was, like, are you I just mean, playing it's a teeter mask off, song? baby mask off <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know it's just it's not like i would never recommend doing that but i feel like everyone should try it once okay i'll probably do it okay. once if i can but no you can't do it inside anywhere anymore yeah you're gonna have to like grill out in the backyard and smoke a heater on the patio. yeah or here. just like get bitched out by my wife no you have like, to do it like in a restaurant or it doesn't count yeah okay fine deal <laughs> I, that's what I mean. When you said indoors, I was thinking like college apartment or like, you know, college. Oh, yeah. No, no. Or even high school. But probably probably the Quad and Casino up north in St. Ignace, Michigan. First like public establishment yeah. you did. Yeah. yeah. And I think it like blew my mind that you could do it like in casinos. Yeah. Because even when you couldn't do it everywhere, yeah. you could still do it in casinos. Yeah, sure. Because the, law just, the just, law just like doesn't apply there at all. I mean, no. remember COVID? COVID? Yeah, <laughs> COVID, but you could go to the casino, which is literally the fuck. And you could go to fucking bowling alleys. Yes, which made no sense. Yes. Liquor literally, stores, bowling alleys, casinos. Like, I feel like the conspiracies with COVID, like I wasn't into like, you know, is like, is it fake? Is the vax killing people? Like all of that. I was more into like, hey, why in Michigan are we still allowed to go to bowling alleys? It like was, casinos, I could see they make a ton of money, like for the state and stuff like the that. The oil breaks it up. But like, what was what? Like, who's like it's got that the, oil in there, dude? Yeah, whatever, man. So when I was in a league when that was all going down, so the rules at those ti- at that time, if you remember, was when you're at your table, you don't have to wear a mask when you. When you get up, yeah. you have to wear a mask. Yeah. So like the first couple weeks, like no one gave a fuck. And then the third week, they're like, listen, you guys got to wear masks or whatnot. So they were patrolling, making sure when we went up to bowl, we had a mask on. Oh but when you sat at your table, you didn't have to wear one. So the next week, I'm a prick. I fucking went to Cabela's, 
bought one of those ski masks with just your eye slits yeah. and rolled into fucking bowling the next <laughs> week and just looked like I was going to commit a hard Just, just sweat your bag yes. off. Yeah. It was, it was, Rob a it was not from worth the bar. it. The message didn't get across, no. but uh, I don't know. I felt At least you're telling the story now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a time. Yeah. What a time that was. Yeah. What? what yeah. What? The best two was like the styrofoam in the golf cup. That was the best one. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, that, the is actually, that actually was like one of the, the funniest COVID rules. You just get to pick it up like an extra inch off the ground. You can touch the cup. <laughs> yeah. And if anybody fucking hold one, it was just like rolling over. It was like, that's tight. <laughs> You're like, well, the, the noodle was in there, so that's good. Yeah. So, you know, it all counts. Yeah. So, you know. God, that's funny. Funny times. But yeah, so good New Year's. Um, glad to bring in the new year. I always like, I'm always, you know, it's been a while since I've, I mean, for a long time, I, I'm normally hung over in the new year, you know, and it's always this like, man, new year. This so we kind of got lucky though, too, this year, we had a nice hangover new year day. Everyone was pretty much, were you guys off on Monday? Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, that we was got kind of two of those with Christmas, right? Wasn't Christmas yep. uh, celebrated both on Mondays? You got the day, yeah, the, the day, day after. Yes, it was sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. Did you guys do anything better. Monday or no? Um, uh, Monday was like, and not because of the New Year. I was just like, I need to pull my life. There was actually there. a ton of bowl games on too, which yeah. was nice. I I made Monday like I have been swimming a in piece this of ab- shit. Yes, this <laughs> abyss since like the twentieth. <laughs> like I need to like do some shit. So I did that, you know, got rid of the Christmas tree, put all the Christmas stuff away, you know, just maintenance. Got the life back together. S- Somewhat. Get back to neutral. Yes. You were that was fat, exactly you were it. Drive, get to neutral. I had, I needed that day on Monday. See, while well, you guys were slack and I was working, I was back yesterday, oh, got in man. a nice, nice three quarters day nice. till mid afternoon just to get my bearings so I could hit the ground running yeah. today. And you know, it was, it was what it was, but I felt like everyone was just going balls to the wall Sunday, and they were going balls to the walls because of obviously, yeah, the Leos, the Lions, baby, Absolutely. final home game, dude. So what a fucking day Sunday. We almost, we almost got our fucking perfect Sunday. The Browns uh, came out and they fucking beat Washington. Also, since we're talking conspiracies. Something, something happened in Washington. Like no doubt, I, there's no doubt in my mind that there was some contract issue, some call from the top, or Heineke fucked someone he shouldn't have. Like, I know because something Wentz, happened. Wentz is the worst quarterback in the NFL, and it's almost not even an argument. And were you watching that game yes. while it was going? Like he looked so bad throughout the game. Like they didn't even pull him. No, didn't I didn't understand him, it. He's so, so bad. Three interceptions. And I think he had one on the first drive. Right. Like, and they were, they were awful. I if mean, I'm they, in DC. I'm fucking pissed today. Absolutely. And I can't tell if the clip of Ron Rivera saying he like is unsure if they were good, if they were like on the brink of elimination for that game, like yeah, if, yeah. He, if that was real or not. Right. Like, I don't think Henneke is anything special by any means, but he is, Two times better than Wentz. Kind of gave you the best chance to win. Yes. I think I think he might have been honest about that, that he didn't know they were on the brink of elimination because I think certain teams had to win and then they had to lose. So, like, everyone's like... We knew that, though. Well, I, well, of course, we know that, but everyone's like, well, he's a football coach. He's just studying all week and preparing to win. And I'm like, what? Come on. You got to know more than that. You don't that, know the situation? You, yes, exactly. Are you fucking kidding? You got to know that if you lose this week, there's a possibility that you're not going for You have to know week. that stuff because, like, if he right. ties, they're out, too. So, right. it's like, you can't play for a tie. Like, you have to... You know You're getting that. millions of right. dollars to know that. And that's, like, I saw a lot of comments say, like, he's obviously kidding... But it's like that's 
and it's like that is sense of humor. Like I just none he of, can't be kidding. No, there's there's so much fucking weird shit going on in Washington that none of it makes sense. It feels like Riverboat Ron's time is just up. Yeah, and he's definitely out. It feels like the Wentz start was like something out of uh fucking major league where like the owners wanted to lose right. or something like that, or like right. Heineke was gonna hit some five hundred thousand dollar bonus for playing all these snaps or something. <laughs> like I'm there had to be something. I refuse to believe that there wasn't. But either way, Browns start the day fucking it was a slow burn, of course, Washington Browns. What a yucky fucking uniform game either way. But terrible. Um they win. Awesome. And then the Lions to start the game definitely made me a little nervous. It looked like Fields was going to run. He was at 140 yards in the first quarter. Yeah. And it looked like we were never going to figure that out whatsoever. They and figured it, it out. And then it just turned into an absolute fucking ass beat beating. Yeah. We I mean, were due for an explosion on offense. I well, mean, not yeah. only that, explosion on offense. At one point, when I looked up during the third quarter, I saw that Fields had three completions. Yeah. Well, I think he finished the day with like 69 yards. Yeah. Something crazy. Did you just pull sixty nine out, or was it actually sixty nine? Sixty nine is a fun, <laughs> funny number. But let, let's check. Let's look, let's look, take a look at the box score. I mean, he had seventy five. All right. Yeah, yeah. Sixty nine, yes. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Seventy nine, sixty five. That's insane. Difference. Yeah, seventy five yards. <laughs> I looked up. It was like three completions for thirty three yards, and it was in the third quarter. Yeah. And then I threw on the number three and lost. Ly- I mean, Lions trailed after the first quarter, ten seven. After that absolute beatdown, I can tell you my favorite moment of the day, even though I didn't get to see it live, all my group chats started freaking out, was the J-Mo reverse. Yep. Guy put the burners on. I mean, obviously, I mean, I was a big-time receiver, so if he would have just cut in, he would have got to the crib. And but sure. Penne, it was Penne running. It was yes. Penne blocking for him, yes. too. So, I mean, just seeing that, it's like, can we just get this guy in space? Like, let him run a drag across the middle and just let him go to work. And in that, uh, in the video, like someone posted, like, by the way, he dresses like straight up backyard football. Yes. His mouth guard's never in. He wears like <laughs> ripped t-shirts. Like, he reminds me of what guys wore in high school to like walkthroughs and shit. Like, he wears like the baggy sleeves. Dude, he was smiling on that reverse, like running, smiling yes. with his mouth guard and jersey. Like his he already posted a picture everywhere. on Instagram before the play was over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, him flexing and going nuts. That was just, that was awesome. I thought. Uh, Great game from Goff again. Goff 255, he's three times. He's dialed. Yeah. I mean, he's at home. Yeah. That's yeah. a guarantee. He's when warm. he's at he's home warm. and warm <laughs> indoors, in he is playing Good. Dude, I thought Hutch and Houston played phenomenal. Like, Hutch, when he fucking contained Fields on that one, I was like, that was a really smart play. And we ran the ball down their throat. Jamal had 144. Oh, and Swift. 78, too. Swift feeling back. Hey. Can he get 70 to 75% of the touches out of the backfield? He looked or am good. I just going to have to say this for the eighth straight week, that this guy, when he gets the ball, I'm not saying don't give Jamal the ball at all, but... Swift has to be our lead back right now. He's this good. guy is electric, and he's way better catching it out of the backfield than Jamal Williams is. So with that being said, I'd like to see Swift a little more. But I just looked. I was I was looking it up while you guys were talking. They don't even have defensive rookie of the year odds up right now on FanDuel. No way. And two weeks ago, Sauce Gardner was minus 500. 
It's got to be Hutt. Like, I just... You have to think that, right? I mean, he has three picks and five sacks or whatever it it's is. It's either Hutch or, or Houston. Yeah. It's right. one of the two. It's got to yeah, Houston. be. Houston's got to be defensive rookie of the... Uh, oh. Obviously, I'm kidding, but... I, don't, I think he should be, like, third place, <laughs> He should be though. top five or yeah, ten. hundred percent. Right. These last four weeks, I mean, he's been an absolute tear. Well, we were all talking preseason about the sixth rounder in Rodrigo. Yep. Seventh rounder, Houston actually might be our... I mean, he has more sacks than Hutch. He's probably a more impactful player than both of those guys. Or H- I think Hutch has been like awesome, like lately. Yes. I really do. Like yeah, even he that, has. even that pick was just kind of like I know it was garbage, like at the end of the half and stuff. But he like hit himself to look like he was on the side. Yes, that was great. It was sick. That was great. That and, was like Johnny Manziel back in the day. Remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Think that he was on the sideline and caught a streak down the yeah. sideline. Dude, so that was fun. That was awesome. But obviously, like, it just fucking sucks that... Uh, the Jets suck dick. That the Jets suck dick, yeah, and we don't control our own destiny. Yep. Um. So now we got to think of the, the P's that be, the powers that be. They put us on Sunday night football, which I was pretty shocked at. Uh, just, I mean... Just because... I don't know if it's an advantage, disadvantage. Usually when there's two teams that can go, they put them right at the same time. So there's no, you know, advantage or disadvantage or anything like that. For sure. So do you think, here's my question for you guys. Do you think, um, because the NFL always kind of knows what they're doing and like, I don't think it's all scripted and rigged, but I definitely think they try to push things a certain way. Do you think this game was put on Sunday night football to watch Rodgers beat the shit out of the Lions and go to the playoffs? Or do you think it was put on Sunday Night Football because this is going to be a playoff game? The Ly- that the Lions will have a chance to go to the playoffs because the Rams are going to beat Seattle. I can guarantee you it's not the latter. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. As much as we would like to think that, they are in love with Rodgers. They're in love with how he starts off slow every year and then comes back. They're in love with the mystique of Lambeau Field in January at night. They're in love with he's going to win four straight to get into the playoffs. They're in love with he's owned the Lions. That's why they put him on. Now, I'm not saying Green Bay's going to win the game, but that's what the national media and all these broadcast heads are probably thinking is, look at Big brother's going to beat up on little brother again, and he's going to be a cocky, arrogant son of a bitch, and he's going to lead the Packers into the playoffs. Obviously, a lot to happen for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me what do I think they were thinking, yes, I do believe they were thinking let's do Rodgers, spotlight him, and get him into the playoffs. They think that the Seattle game's not even going to make a difference. It's just going to be Aaron yes. coming home. Yes, I believe that as well. I hope you're both wrong. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I don't think it's a complete laydown. Like, I just, I don't think it's a complete laydown. I think uh, we're going to show up to play 100%. This is just like a stupid tweet I read that got me all fired up, and it was just, uh, the Rams closed their season in Seattle. Inside linebacker Ernest Jones said as bad as they wanted the last matchup for Bobby Wagner, they want this one as much or more. It'd mean everything for me. For me, I definitely want to get him this win. I definitely want to get that last say-so. Um, so I don't know. I'm reading all that stuff just cause I, I'm going to fucking Lambo like, and I have to believe that I'm going to be watching a playoff game at night. Like I have to just lie to myself and psych myself out that the Rams are going to beat Seattle in Seattle to give us a shot. To hey, be, I said it yesterday. Lambeau. You know what we have to do? We get Stafford on the horn. 
We get the boys back, lined up for the Rams, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, suit up one last time and save this city. <laughs> Stafford, bring it home for us, buddy. I know you're listening out there. Figure it out, Kelly, big fan. Appreciate you listening in. Let's get the whole Rams team back up and running for one last big one. Okay? Here we go. Wishful thinking, Lou. Uh, listen. Don't they all have, like, broken legs and shit? I was just going to say, listen, <laughs> man. <laughs> Cooper ain't coming back I think for I, nothing. I do think that uh, Stafford is, like, off IR. But honestly, I kind of... Do you think there's any chance he plays? Like, <laughs> no. What's your, what's, you, no. Don't, you don't think there's any chance he plays? I don't uh, know. I mean... Like what any you put, chance? Yeah, what's your like percentage right now? Three. Okay. Three I was going to say five. I would and, say like 15%. And Shut up. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey. hey, by the way, we said nine one floor. So, uh, hey. wait, real quick. What was Stafford out with? Do, do you guys, was it yeah, concussion? It was neck yes. or back, I thought. Okay, yeah. so okay, so if it's neck or back, like 3% truly. My neck. And him. My back. There we go. go ahead. Yeah, every, yeah, he's broken. <laughs> and to... Like, I would rather, in a perfect, healthy world, obviously have Matthew Stafford as the fucking quarterback. But Baker now that hasn't I, been terrible. That's what I – and Baker is going to have more juice behind him. Like, Baker's playing for his fucking career and his life. Stafford's a better quarterback. If he had a broken thumb on his offhand, I'd want Stafford. He had neck and head shit, and he hasn't played in five weeks. I doubt he's been, like, conditioned. He's well-rested. That's what that means. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have Baker, I think. I mean, you know, I know you're probably listening, Staffords. Thank you for the support. Appreciate it. But it's a big game for Bobby, too. So we can't forget that. I know. We That's cannot right. forget that. It's Bobby huge. going back to Seattle. This is a That's what big, I was big, 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 big game. Um, but I don't want to spend too much time on that game because we have. Wait, I'm stopping you before you move on. Okay. I am. I'm stopping I need you. a lot of time to see what you're doing this Sunday. I need the whole game plan, but go ahead. Yes, and I'm sorry. I just want to say I, I'm i looking at, the, obviously, the Rams-Seattle game quite hard, and I'm just looking at Seattle's schedule here, right? And they beat the Denver Broncos by one point. They have, they've lost to the entire NFC South. They've lost to all three of them. They lost to Atlanta, they lost to New Orleans, and they've lost to Tampa Bay. Not good teams. They edged out Arizona in a shit game, and they've also lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. And it was a very close game the last time Los Angeles played them. Um, so I'm just saying... Not that crazy. And they lost to Carolina. Like, I'm just saying it's not crazy to think they could lose the game. Like, no, not at all. I think I it's going to be so. tough, and I think they're going to be dogs, but it's not... Crazier things have happened in the NFL. No, would it be crazy hmm. if the Lions would have beat them earlier this year? Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been real nice. 48 to 45. So they beat us by three when we were the pits. Right. So that's right. it. That's all I wanted to say, that there's a fucking hope. There's a chance. And it's got potential to be uh, one of the... We got to worry about what's in front up. of us, too, you know? Yeah. We got to right. make sure you're enjoying that Lambo game to the fullest, buddy. Yeah, so I want to ask you, last yep. time, last podcast, we were like, oh, my God, it could be a Sunday night game to get into the playoffs. This would be a dream. And now we're here. Yep. We know. Yep. It's a Sunday night game. Yep. You got the Airbnb. You're going with the boys. Yep. I'm sure original plans were probably going Saturday night and maybe driving home after the game Sunday. Um, No, I think always the plan. I think we kind of knew... Well, the plan, it was either, if it was going to be a Saturday mm -hmm. game, we were going to go up Friday, uh, like maybe midday, mm -hmm. and get there Friday night, do Saturday, come back Sunday. Gotcha. Now the new plan is, I think we're going to leave, I don't even know if, we were going to leave really early Saturday, but now it's a Sunday night game, so I don't know, but like we paid for the room, whatever, right. yeah. Airbnb. So we'll probably go up early morning Saturday. 
It's about What's a that drive? Seven hours. Okay. About seven hours, 15 minutes-ish. So uh, we'll do the seven-hour drive, get to Lambeau. Or, yeah, get to Green Bay, check into our, like, Green Bay Airbnb. Nothing luxurious <laughs> here whatsoever. Probably hit a local fucking B-dubs for, for dinner. There come we on, go. Come have on, a, dude. You got to find a local watering no, hole. We'll you can't no, do B-dubs. No, I, trust me. Okay. I, we just keep saying that as like a joke, but we're definitely going to find like the whole, like, Applebee's. A, like a cash only hole in the wall. Good, good. Yes. <laughs> Get beer cheese, please. Yeah, we'll do, yep. all, we'll do all that Curds. Mid, Midwest shit. Yeah, we'll be yeah. wearing blue and silver the whole weekend. And then, uh, you know, Saturday, do that at night. Probably say we're going to take it easy, but you know how that is when you get up on the first night. You ain't taking it easy, buddy. <laughs> I, I don't think so. And then, uh, you know, get after it Saturday night, and then we'll get up Sunday. You know, don't have to wake up too early. Just kind of get up as we do. Buckle in for the Seattle Rams game. You know, hope that a miracle takes place. Mm-hmm. Oh, my that, God. That day will be a fucking thrasher dude, just, if they win that game so first. That, so that was the idea, right? Like, we bought these tickets after we beat the after we beat the Jets. And then they lost to Carolina and we were kind of like in the dumps, kind of, you know, whatever. And then we were just like, obviously if they lose to the bears, we're not going, we had to like factor in all these scenarios. Like, is it worth it? We could probably get a good amount of money for these tickets, but we like ultimately decided either way, like we're going to see Lambo for the first time, all four of us. Like, so at least we're doing that. There is the worst case scenario is that we have the chance to make green Bay cry. Like, we could play spoiler in the best way possible. Right. right. We could potentially see Rodgers' last game at Lambeau because who knows what that weirdo is going to do. Best case scenario, it is it could be potentially, like, the greatest sports day of, of my life. Like, up there. Top five, top three. Got to be close if like, they win. That's what I mean. So, if, 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 if the Rams win that game and we're sitting at home knowing we sold tickets going into Sunday night, like, that's just, like... You don't come back from that one. So we were just like, we have to go roll the dice and go see Lambo, and we, you know, it's it's kind of a sunk cost anyway. So we're gone. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Couple questions for you okay. in regards to this weekend. Okay. True or false? Fast hands will cry when the Lions win for a playoff berth. Man, uh, I'm just trying to picture. I'm getting like, you're like crying now. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. I guess Nothing's that's yeah. happened. Sorry. I was just trying to like, I'm trying to envision like where we're sitting, like in Lambo Sunday night, like a little snowfall. Yeah. Going to the playoffs with like golf and this Campbell. Yeah. I'll yeah. cry. Faces I'm, I'm actually kind of getting like, yeah, yeah. yeah. my nose is going to be bright red, like fucking Campbell. Oh yeah. Okay. Next yeah, question I'll, I'll for cry. you, I'll cry for sure. because there's a lot of these. Will you drink a non-Wisconsin beer this weekend? So your list of Wisconsin beers, these are great. Yep. PBR. Okay. Miller Lite. Mm, Probably a lot of those. Leinenkugel. Okay. There we go. Okay. Schlitz Lager. Okay. And the last one that we all know. Yeah. The Champagne of Beers. Miller High Life. Miller High Life, baby. All you got to yeah. have Miller High Life I'm, I'm in guessing, Green Bay. And I'm guessing Milwaukee's best is there, too. Yeah, yeah it's got to be. Yeah, that shit is Milwaukee's trash. worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will definitely say, uh, yeah, I I will. If there's Labatt there, I mm-hmm. guarantee we grab a case of Labatt or I'll okay. grab a little blue light. Got to go Lime and Google, very, too. Because I'm very brand loyal. But without a doubt, I think Miller and, the, and obviously the Champagne of Beers yes. is going to dominate yes. is gonna dominate the weekend. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Uh, will I drink a non- Wisconsin beer, yes, I will. Uh, but I the, the Wisconsin ones will probably outnumber the yes. the non. Okay, yeah, gotcha. And I'm guessing they do have Labatt there. I mean, it's basically. Oh, Canada. I would think so. Too. Yeah, I would it's guess. a very Midwest gritty. Yeah, and that's just my go-to. Yeah. You know, I'm very brand loyal to them. Yeah, I remember when I went to Indy for the Big Ten Championship. 
They didn't. They were like dumbfounded when I asked for Labatt. Yes. Well, when I lived in Chicago, they would always hand me Bud Light, and I would throw it back. At them. <laughs> like, <'Cause> no. I <laughs> yeah, because I don't. I don't like it that much. But yeah, they were just like. So I would be like, "Can I do a blue light?" And they were like, "You mean a Bud Light?" Like they would always look at me like I was a fucking right. idiot. No, I don't mean Bud Light, buddy. Yeah, and they're like, "You got a Michigan accent." I'm like, "I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is." And I'm not that far from home. Chicago. I still get high lifes around here. To be honest with you, like I love a high life. It is my dad's favorite beer. Is uh is the uh is the champagne of beers is the Miller High Life. So it's his favorite. It's a good one. And uh, so it's like pretty great. They got to like be the, ice cold though. Yeah, those are like room temp or not ice cold is like all right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pissy. You know. Yeah. Do they come in a can? Yeah, they Miller do. High Life yeah. comes in a can. Yeah. I feel like I've only gotten them in bottles. Like I normally grab my dad like a twelve pack for like you have birthday. To. Father's they have the coolest Day. little bottle. They do. Too. Yeah, and I, the sickest name. I think I remember some low points in my life where I was drinking Miller High Life out of cans. <laughs> yeah, I think I do. I was watching just since we're talking about beers really quick. I was watching uh, Yellowstone last mm-hmm. night, and I did not know that they call Coors Heavy the banquet beer uh, Yellow Jackets. Oh, I didn't hmm. know that either. I so, didn't even catch that. So the really old guy on the ranch, I yeah. forgot his name. Uh, with the like, mustache? Yeah, with the yeah, mustache. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he goes up to the bar and he's like, couple of yellow jackets. And I was like, what the fuck are those? And then they were just, they were Coors <laughs> they were Heavy. Coors Banquet, They were the baby. banquets. The yeah. main boys. You smoke reds and drink Coors Heavies, yeah. dude. I mean. I like the name Yellow Jackets a lot more. That's what I mean. I yeah. thought it was pretty sweet. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I'll hey, try it out this weekend. A banquet ask some, ask oh, someone yeah. in Wisconsin say, hey, I want a yellow jacket and see if they get you one. They're going to say, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? And yeah, shut three, up, loser. Yeah, yeah. And, and they'll be like, and my friends will be like, why'd you get us Coors? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're in, we're in Wisconsin. You like Labatt. Like, <laughs> you got the fucking, yeah, whatever. Oh, man. Quickly, though, and, and then we can move on here. We don't need to. What, what is <laughs> the key to the game? We've talked about the setting of the game. We've talked about all the scenarios. Let's talk about the actual game real quick. What is your key to a Lions victory? Because there's so many mm-hmm. that you could say in this game, but what's your key to a Lions victory? So I think for I think for me it's and this is so obvious, I feel like, but I think it's Jared Goff. Like after watching uh after watching Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. last week in Lambeau look like he's never played the sport in his life. Love you, Kirk, forever. Um, you lost me my fantasy league, whatever, who cares? He looked so lost, so scared, and, like, him and Cousins can, like, like relate, I feel like. Like, golf can look like he's never played the sport before, mm-hmm. and that's was, that was Cousins. in his white jersey just spooked at Lambeau. And I just am worried that golf in that weather is going to be the same, and, like, that defense was like actually scary. Like when they started gritting next mm-hmm. to Jefferson, I was yeah. like, I was like, they're not. That was a hard gritty. I was like, they're not fucking around. And yeah. I think he threw four picks. Well, that's. No. What I was just gonna clarify. Are you nervous? Jared Goff's gonna blow the game or not play good enough to win us the game? Blow the game. Okay. Like that is making that, mistakes. I think that's my biggest yeah. fear. Gotcha. Is like he like throws those passes that Cousins was, yep. and it's like, oh my god, he just doesn't. He doesn't have it today, right? Because like in that Bears game, like right away was like, oh, he's dialed, right? Like he's dialed, and right. it looks so much nicer at home. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Jared Goff. I mean, you could say a hundred different things. Well, that's not me. Yes, there's so many different factors into what that is. I think Jared Goff's top three, though. I really do it yeah. easily. Well. I mean, based off his record outside, we've already seen it. Mm-hmm. I I think that's no question. Because I think know. I would much rather have a game where the defense doesn't have it. They have like a not a Carolina game or a Seahawks game, but like they're just not a hundred percent winning the game. 
and golf is dialed and it's a fucking shootout. Cause obviously we want to lean on the offense. Right. But like if, if the defense having like an okay game and golf's just like, you know, fucking seven for 23 with, right. You know, like that's where that's a night. I mean, and mind you, the Carolina Panthers ran for, you know, 500 yards against us. Now we're going up against AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones, you know, like two much, much better running backs playing for a playoff spot with one of the, and this is another scary point. I mean, at the end of the day, we're playing Aaron Rodgers at home in Lambeau for a playoff spot. Guys been in these situations a hundred times. We're little kids in these situations. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like dialed in again. He like cut his hair. He's like, I mean, he's like back. He's like off mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. Or what is it? Uh, Hash- peyote. Hashuka. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I agree with those points. I think my thing that we need to do to win the game is win the turnover battle. Mm-hmm. It's so cliche, but the lions have been forcing turnovers here this last four to six weeks. Young defense starting to turn around. The biggest key to it. We were talking about it before the show was just their pressure. They're getting so much more pressure between Houston, Kaminsky, Hutchinson, Pascal had a, a decent game here last week against the Bears. I believe the biggest factor in winning this game Sunday, we have to create turnovers on defense, and we have to overall win over the turnover battle, which obviously goes to your point, Frank, of Goff not making mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. We have to play our best game of the year, no question. Yeah. it's uh, it is It is an uphill battle for Sunday, but – for this Campbell team, for this attitude, for the way this season has gone, like, why not? Like, why the fuck not us? And, like, I am truly in full-on, like, lie mode to myself. Like, I'm I'm lying to myself to the point where it's, like, Ram, oh, it's Rams and happen. Lions are favored. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just have You have to. Think Man. it and speak it into existence. I know. It's Speaking going of, to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Baker, baby. Baker, Baker baby. locker room home. guy. Carry How funny is that? It That's is, really fucking full circle. It's ridiculous, you know, man. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous that like I like Baker is the guy that we need to come save the day. Half unit. Oh Half my unit, god, dude. dude. Speaking of like, uh, go ahead, Frank. What were you? Gonna I was say? just gonna say, and like we just haven't touched on if if it all goes wrong, if if uh, Seattle blows out the Rams, not and, gonna happen, and if the Packers blow out the Lions. Like, I'll be very disappointed in, in a blowout there. But, like, uh, I think once the, the, the pain wears off a little bit, like, it, it is still, like, round of applause for, for this season. This is a great season. It's a great season. And I'm not going to bend the knee and say, like, oh, it's a great season before this game's getting played. But, like, if that's what happens and we go 8-9 and nine, coming off of a 3-14 and 14 season going into next year, we should be the NFC North favorites. Up there, for sure. I mean, just think about how many times we've sat at this table and, like, how wildly – I never would have thought, at like, right we now. Were one I, like, six. I'd be going to yeah. Lambeau and, like right. – Fuck no. I mean, dude, we were we, – me and Pizzo kept saying nine-win floor, like, as a fucking joke, and now it's we're one win away. We might get there. <laughs> we unreal. might get there. <laughs> it's unreal. One win away and Baker fucking trying to save the day <laughs> dude, for us. Yeah, dude, like, Baker's on the Rams having to beat Seattle for us to go- – have a shot at the playoffs like full circle the nfl it really is full circle it really is um so speaking of like historical stadiums in lambo did you guys catch um a little bit different you guys catch any of the winter classic 
Uh, I did not catch a lot of the Winter Classic. I did not, so, unfortunately. Nothing too crazy happened, but they were at they played at Fenway. One of the cool things that I thought, though, um, both teams showed up on their buses, and Boston had all old, like, 1940s Red that. Sox stuff on, and yeah. Pittsburgh had the pirate stuff. I thought that was pretty sweet. That's sick. Um, and it, the other thing, it was kind of crazy. It was like 48, 50 degrees out in Boston during Damn. that game. They must have spent like millions of dollars keeping that shit cold. But I mean, the ice looked <laughs> yeah. pretty good for the most part. Yeah. I, I just I just think personally with the Winter Classic, like I love outdoor hockey and I love that game. I just, it feels like it's kind of the same thing almost. And right. it's like, it, it, it just, it, they, it seems like it's always Boston, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, like Toronto. Toronto and Detroit hasn't had it for years. No, like, it just, it feels it's like a it's lot those of the guys same teams with the same stadiums. And yeah. it's like, I thought one of the sickest ones they did was the Lake Tahoe one, but it was just, they got unlucky and it was too hot. Yeah. Like, I just think if the NHL is going to keep doing this, I would love for them to get like wildly fucking creative, like go to Alaska and build it like ice out there, like go in the mountains. Like, right. I don't know. Just like, get weird with it. Play I agree. It, like, and the games don't really, they're in like the middle of the year. So they don't like mean a ton. Right. You know what I mean? They're kind of just like, obviously it's still a seasonal game, but it's not like you're playing for anything in the middle of the year. Yeah. And I just, uh, I just think they could do it. Like it's just, it seems like it's played out. It's, it's a cool thing. I think it's really cool. I just, I don't know how you make it different or weird. And I think it's somewhere like you just got to start going to like, I agree. You got to go like deep Canada outdoor rink. Yeah. You know, like I agree. I mean, you got to kind of spice it up and just get like the real deep hockey where it started. Yeah. Mystery Alaska. Like, like how cool would that be? I feel like it'd be awesome. You know, like, and who cares if there's only like 10,000 people, 5,000 people there. Like it doesn't making your money off TV anyway. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. They, I think they just got to do something to flip the script on it and like maybe get some other fucking teams involved. Like, you know, take notes from baseball when they do their classics. Remember how they did the field of dreams. That was cool. I think if you did something like, uh, Mighty Ducks or Fargo or something to where yeah. you could play it at somewhat of a neutral site as opposed to, you know, they play it at a neutral site, but it's in Boston. There's always a home or away team. Yeah. Doing something like that, I think, would be cool um, to spice it up. It was a boring like game, said, too. 2-1. Two know one. know yeah. what it's like? It's like the slam dunk contest. Yeah. The slam dunk contest, it's it's the same shit yeah. every year now. They need to do something to change it up. Yeah. You know, and like... The last really dunking is like twenty percent of the actual dunk contest now. <laughs> yeah, there's like barely any dunking. It's I feel like there's always crazy. a fucking vehicle involved. Yeah, there's like a Kia. Yeah, it's like out there. It's a music video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, I guess in other hockey news, big news for the Wings was Verona was waived today, which kind of shook the um, NHL and Red Wings world. Um, Verana starts the season, very excited about him, scores really sick goals, start the year, and then we find out he's going to the player assistance program. A lot of word on the streets is that it's drugs of some sort. Gets out, does a conditioning stint for two weeks, looks like he's ready to return. Everybody's whispering he's ready to come back, and then out of nowhere, he's he's just completely waved. Um, so I know a lot of people out there are disappointed, but – I don't know if it was more of a statement by Iserman. We're obviously not going to get any word from him whatsoever. My guess is he relapsed if it was drugs or he fucked up again, whatever the thing it was. Right. Um, it's hard for me to believe it was anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if Iserman is just trying to, wants to actually get rid of him or if he's trying to scare the shit out of him because 
a lot of what I'm reading is that there's a good chance he'll clear waivers. Um, he's owed 5.25 million through this year and then 5.7 something next year. It's a, it's a big contract, $11 mm-hmm. million. Yeah. Um, and you know, apparently his conditioning and readiness is not exactly there. And I don't know if teams right now are going to be willing to waste two weeks on a guy who Iserman think has character problems, who's arguably one of the best judges of character in the NHL. Not going to make much sense. Yeah. So maybe he clears and maybe we get him back. I don't really know how it all works with the contract stuff there, but definitely uh, definitely some weird stuff with Verona. And how much do you think goes into it that he hasn't played all year? So you're almost bending the knee for a guy who really hasn't contributed this year and what you're building and what momentum you're building. Obviously, you're on the, the, you know, the cusp of making the playoffs. They're going to fight for it this year. Do you think that was a big decision into it outside of the money, outside of the talent was, hey, we've, we're kind of gelling. We're having one of our best years here in the last four or five years. We don't want to bring that back into the locker room. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's absolutely a culture-setting tone right. right there. You know, it's just like we're not going to lay down the red carpet for a guy that hasn't really been here. And like, clearly, But, hey, he had a couple good seasons yeah. before we got him. Yeah, and like you clearly know. can't make the commitment to, to this team right here right now. Um, right. And I, I don't know what he did or what happened, so I guess that's – I don't want to overstep, but like I'm just kind of, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire yeah. type deal. So, you know, if Iserman does it for him – you know, what does he got to do for other guys or what kind of precedent does that set right. of guys who are chomping at the bit to break the lineup every week, right. you know? So a hundred percent. And obviously like I just blindly trust Iserman. So yeah, Iser plan. I don't think there's ever been a GM in the, definitely the history of Detroit sports with like a longer leash. Right. You know, like, 100%. it's just, I, I don't, I can't imagine anyone with a longer leash like Dumars was the GM of the Pistons did really well. And man, his leash was long after that championship. Right. Um, but I, I mean, Iserman's is, is, is going to be like the leash. Well, of leashes. I mean, and you, after, after you saw Holland kind of run him into the ground and not even get fired. Well, yeah, look, I was going <laughs> to say, look at the other Illich own team, Alavila. Yeah. He might right. have the longest leash on earth. Someone was, uh, kind of to tie the winter classic back here. It was, uh, it was, Someone tweeted out, like, isn't it crazy Detroit hasn't even been in conversations for the Winter Classic? Granted, they're not a good team, but, like, uh, someone was just saying, like, no one wants to touch them with a 10-foot pole because Chris Illich is the owner of the team. Like, Really? That's why they're saying it? I don't know. I mean, the Wings are just bad. Like, they haven't been good. Right. So, like, I could see that. But there's also been not good teams who've played in the Winter Classic and stuff. Right. Someone is just bitching about Chris Illich, and I just am kind of curious about it, too, like, Detroit's not involved in any of the fun stuff. The all-star game was supposed to come back to Detroit yep. in the NHL and the MLB hasn't, we don't get the winter classic anymore. When Super we're, Bowls. What, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, what? Super Bowls. We, we haven't got, we got what the one Super Bowl. We oh haven't yeah. Gotten I, I, met, I just meant like with uh, Illich on. Oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha, with, gotcha. with Chris Illich. Like I think, and with sure Mike, the Fords aren't great to work with either. <laughs> yeah, I can't, <laughs> can't imagine. So who knows? Just spitballing at that point. No. Um, <clears throat> all right. Anything else, fellas? I mean, on the Red Wings? Yeah. No. no, we've got one more Michigan team to talk about, though, because, gentlemen, we've been dragged through the mud all year by our counterparts. We've been thrown. We've been tarred and feathered. Yeah. We've been told Tuck's coming and mocked all year, and now guess what happens? We get to do the fucking mocking. Yep. Although we weren't in a bowl game, so I guess we don't get to do the mocking. Yeah, I wouldn't, That's how it works, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't want to, like – I mean, I'm – I will not sugarcoat the fact at all that I am excited 
that do gee yeah <laughs> say it with your chest yeah I'm that not, game was fucking crazy, dude. That was such a good game and, f- like, unreal to watch. I can't believe TCU, two pick sixes. Like, that's stuff you wouldn't really think of. Dude. Fumbling was, on the one-yard line after a controversial. What do you guys think about that catch from from Michigan where they called it short? Uh, without a doubt, I thought it was a touchdown. I don't think you can overturn that. How like, do you overturn uh, that? Yeah, whatever the call is on the field has to stand at that point. And, I don't get that. And I got to imagine every ref and every reviewer just had a – pants full of dump after he fumbled on the oh, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I my bet God. they did. I mean, that game, my most surprising thing about that game was TCU stopped the run. Mm-hmm. Michigan got all their yardage by throwing it and by running and gunning in the second half. The first half, Donovan Edwards broke that huge run, one of the first plays of the game. I think it was after, the first play, yeah. yeah. After that, barely any success on the ground throughout the first they half. They did, and J.J. was actually mocking the three-three-five, and, I mean, TCU ran it to perfection. And then they jammed it down his throat on social media. Yeah. Right? I mean, they are tagging him in everything. But, but back to what you were saying, mm-hmm. like, I think we deserve – okay, I think the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry is, like, beyond toxic at this point right. of where it's at. But that's neither here nor there. We got dragged, and we deserve to get dragged. We were a joke this year. Um, but – both of you still bet on Michigan that game, mind you, too. What's that? Both of you still bet on Michigan that game. I didn't bet on I Michigan. I didn't bet on them. I said I picked them. Yeah, well, all right, you liked them. You both were all over them. <laughs> okay, okay, Pizzo, you literally, TCU you King literally bet Doogie. on Michigan. Yeah. Like, you literally <laughs> put money on it, so suck my ball. Doogie, four touchdowns. <laughs> we're not, I'm, yes, I'm pumped. I'm fucking sitting here saying it was nice to, it was nice for them to not go to the national championship and to lose as favorites and fumble the snap at the end of the game again <laughs> that was so funny dude trouble with the snap part two had oh me my jumping God. for joy the play that was i'm the, sorry the, one of the dumbest play was when michigan had it fourth and goal from like the one and a half yard line and they r- tried to run that philly special and got sacked for like a five yard loss oh my god i was like you, you were running they just ran the ball down they were running it right up the middle you're not gonna run the ball and you're gonna run the philly special and get sacked for six yard loss, I think it was. Dude, that was actually crazy. Cause it was like that was the most anti Harbaugh play identity thing I've ever seen. That, that do you think that was him just being like I think that was they they were trying to be cocky. Yeah. And that felt and like that had to be very similar to Goff fumbling for the Lions. Like that was a momentum swing for Michigan. Oh my God. Right. Huge. Like my thing is like the whole Philly special, like it's not even a trick play anymore. Like, everyone <laughs> fucking knows it's coming. Like, that play is so overblown. Uh, it, everyone has played that out. It's it, it reminds me of the Wildcat. When the Wildcat first came around, no one knew how to stop it. Same with the Philly Special. You were on the goal line, that was an auto touchdown. Or the Tebow jump pass. There's these certain yeah, yeah. plays that come around, and then it's like after six, seven times, like, you see it every other game now. It's like, it's not a trick play fucking play they know it's fucking coming yeah it's just when in the game it's gonna come (laughs) you know the the quarterback squirts out right every time it's like you don't think they have a guy just looking at jj and and they only have 10 yards to work with where's the defense gonna go Mm -hmm. like you're you're guarding a small area there's nowhere there's no trickery involved right And, and you're sending you're sending your most valuable asset as a non receiver to like a decoy to go make that play right like I just, I don't know. It's, I agree with you guys. It's insane. That was insane. 
Uh, both those were absolutely by far the most entertaining uh, Final Four football games that we've gotten since they went to the playoff. Um, the the Ohio State Georgia game was just madness. As that game well. was really good. Yeah, Ohio State. How bad did they blow that? I just that kick, dude. Like, that was one of the worst kicks I've ever seen. I just, it's just tough. I feel I feel bad for college kickers. Like sometimes, and like my man didn't even give it a chance. I mean, he got put <laughs> in a bad position. Like a fifty yarder for a college kid is like sixty to sixty five in the NFL. Like, oh, easily. You know, college like, kickers aren't good. Besides, no. besides. Like Moody on Michigan's like yes. the only kicker that's kind of automatic. A hundred percent. So it when he, I mean, you had to feel like when he they were trotting him out, you're like, he's gonna it need a miracle. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna need a miracle to make this. But how funny was it that when you looked at the the two uh, videos of the ball dropping and the Ohio State kick, it literally almost mimicked the ball dropping and the field goal being missed by the second. Dude, so I have to tell you guys this. This is this is exactly why I want to talk about this game. We had that. Go ahead, yeah, Frank. So Sorry. I, no, no. So we're at my buddy's house. We're watching this game, and we've had football on the entire time. Like, yep. Absolutely. Like, the, this is, the games are on. I know. So, and my buddy has uh, YouTube TV. So it's not like the smoothest channel to channel or like the last button, all the stuff you get with traditional cable. And like, we're all hanging out, playing games, watching football, and like, the girls are there and like my wife in particular and a lot of the girls like start screaming like, we're going to miss the ball drop. We're going to miss the ball drop. And I'm like, you know, and the guy's like, who the fuck cares? Like, look at this fucking kick. <laughs> that was spinning then, image then, to our dude, night. And then, and then the girls are just like, we want to see the ball drop. We're watching football fucking night. And I'm like, I want to see the goddamn kick. So dude, it's fucking chaos. My buddy like has the remote. He like craps his pants. Tries, <laughs> he just fired it dude, out the window. He tries to get it to the ball drop, like as Ohio State's lining up for the kick, and he fucks it up. He like, <laughs> dude, he like doesn't just shut the TV off. Like I feel like the HDMI cord <laughs> shot out the back of the TV. Not only did you miss the at, ball drop at that moment, the TV cuts out. My dog's there, starts throwing up like crazy. Like, oh my God. He's, he's like just fine. He just got really excited and got the zoomies when we were all doing that and like just starts vomiting like all over the fucking floor. So blank TV, missed the ball drop, missed the kick, puke everywhere. It was just like happy fucking new year, dude. It was oh, wild. Oh man. That's awesome. That's hilarious. That that was, um, <laughs> I, I know you said it at the start though. Those were probably, no, not probably, those were the two best semifinal playoff games in the history of the college football playoff. I don't playoff. think there's a question. I, it might be one and two, not just in the same year. Like, they might be the two best games, period, Yeah, in the playoff. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Clemson beating Bama in the national title that one year yeah. where Deshaun let him do a drive. Great game. But other than that... Um, I mean, USC-Texas... But that was the BCS. That True. Wasn't the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. You know, right. I was just kind of thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Playoff right. era. I think it's it's probably the two best games, two best semifinals, arguably the two best games ever. Yeah. It was it was nuts, and uh, you know, uh, Michigan just just tripping at the finish line. It was so fucking crazy. And I got a question for you guys, and then we can move on to uh, the next thing here. But JJ standing and watching them like celebrate. Is that played out? Is that played out? How do you feel about that? Like when, Photo the, when the players stand there yeah. and just watch it now? It's, it's is every it real year, anymore? It, every year they have that. Yes. It's a photo op. I think you know. The players know when the cameras are on them during which the game. Which is always. Yes. Which is after the game, before the game. The players know when the camera's on them. I, I, I think it's partially, but to do it at like midfield, like 
that was the photo op. If he did it on the sideline, I would have said, hey, he wanted to sit and see right. it. I mean, everyone on the team is going to stand on the sideline and look over yeah, at yeah, them yeah. winning the championship and be like, God, this sucks. But you to, know, to go to midfield, I think that kind was of a feels little... like you're, su- yeah. Like, why does the Diggs one feel genuine to me and the JJ one feels like a photo op? Because you hate Michigan. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. Before we switch, I'm just going to ask with the spread because I'm sure uh, you guys are both taking the same team. Who you got national title? Georgia. Georgia's laying 13 points against TCU. Largest spread I can remember to date. So I guess tell me predictions. What's your team that you're going to pick in the score? We don't have to do the spread. Just give me your give me your your prediction for the game here. Um, man, it's hard to it's hard to believe that like TCU is going to fucking do it again. But that's literally all they've done this entire year. Yes, and, it ain't hard to believe for me anymore. Yeah, I know. And Georgia. You know, Georgia just squeaked by Ohio State, who I thought wasn't that great of a team. Correct. So let's go. It's going to be a high flyer, okay. I mean, without a doubt. Let's go Let's go 41-37, Georgia. Wow, a tight one. Yeah, I think I, I got I to gotta show them the respect to at least think they're going to cover. After, wow. after the gift they gave us on New Year's Eve beating our arch rival, like, you got to at least, like, I can't just say they're going to get blown right. out again. I absolutely can't. 41-37, Georgia. Louis Dugan? Yes. Thank you, Chandler, for the intro. I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you what, TCU is their offense is very similar to Ohio State. They're studying that film. They're watching that game over and over and over again. And they're gonna take it to these Bulldogs, boys. I'm telling you that right now. I'm definitely taking TCU plus thirteen. Not only am I taking them plus thirteen, Chandler. Yes, you guessed it. I will be taking the Horn Frogs money line for that game. Give me the Horn Frogs forty two to thirty eight. National champions. Nice. Okay. Added one to the chill out. Added one point to my score. The big bad wolves coming <laughs> through. Georgia 38. TCU 21. TCU without or possibly without Kendra Miller this year or this week. I just think everyone thinks TCU is going to stay in the game. And I think Georgia's just going to take it to them. People forget Georgia's dominant. Georgia is a dominant team. They've won, lost one game the last two years, and that was in the SEC title against Alabama last year. Oh, I know. An all-time I mean, great team in their own right. Where yeah. is the national title this year? Uh, Los Angeles. Okay. They're playing in Los Angeles at the, the Rams Stadium. Go, go Rams Not a home Stadium. game for the dogs anymore. No. Mm, Cross no. country. Um, I don't know how they put up 50-whatever points they did on Michigan. So now we're switching gears a little bit. Going from football to basketball because, boys, we got a big game this weekend. Rivalry game. We do. We got our arch rivals in our own barn. No, I'm not talking about the woodshed. I'm talking about the Breslin Center. 9-4 and four MSU welcomes 8-5 and five Michigan. Malik Hall's back. Spartans are basically the healthiest they've been all year. Hunter Dickinson, again on a podcast. Loser. Talking mm-hmm. like a pussy. I think they're going to beat him down. What do you guys? What's your guys' take on this game? Yeah, I mean, I think it's – I haven't watched much hoops this year. I'll be the first one to admit, but, like, they just feel prime for, for a beatdown. Yes. It's absolutely prime. And, and, I mean, Michigan's lost to, like, Central. And- oh, I was going to say that was, like, one of the first Michigan games I started tuning in for. And the, the Chippewas got it done against the 21-point favorite Wolverines at home. That felt pretty great. That was yeah. uh They gross. beat them in Michigan? Yes. Yeah, it was at Michigan. Good God. Do they play anywhere else? Like, do any other teams play any other place but in Ann Arbor? No. God, doesn't get three happen. away games. Doesn't happen. But I agree, boys. Michigan State, Malik back. Boys are buzzing at home. That'll be a nice little appy before I tune into the uh, 
before I watched the Rams beat Seattle in, in Wisconsin there. Yeah. I didn't oh, even yeah. think of that. So that'll be that'll be really Hopefully nice. Hopefully you're there by then. Join some cheese curds, some old oh, Milwaukee. Yeah. No, you're some, not stuck on the old uh, yeah. highway there, buddy. Yeah. Shit, we'll probably be on the highway. That's right. Think highway, that. boys. No, you'll be at the hole in the wall ripping some Miller High Life. Yeah, and I'm getting my days mixed up here because it was such a whirlwind trying to figure out Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> when this, so, like, the Rams in Seattle will be fucking Sunday. I'm all over the place. But, yeah. Long gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, I think it's weird that Hunter Dickinson, like, goes on a podcast every week. It's like he's like... He's like part of the show, I feel like. Yeah. And then he's with Mush or whatever that guy is, who's one of the least talented guys at Barstool. I've so. never listened to it whatsoever. I've just seen like clips, clips. Yeah. from like YouTube and stuff. I agree. But yeah, he's like, no, he's like a host on the show. He's not like just popping on to say what's up. Yeah. I, I just think it's weird in general blanket statement that like current athletes are like not that they go on podcasts, but if they have one, like I think right. Travis Kelsey has like a podcast. Yeah, and it, to me, a lot of them do. I'm I pretty sure. I think Brady sure. does. Yeah, like yeah. it's just odd to me. Like we're slaving away like 40, 45 hours a week getting this fizz right. up and running and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. what do they think it's just easy? I don't you know. Anyone can do it? No, you can't. <laughs> think it's yeah. a second job or something? Yeah. God, I wish I could. Like they do it one night a week. Yeah, exactly. on a week night. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah, Aww. exactly. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's move into main topic. Main topic today, Big Lou's leading the charge on this one. Perfect week for it, as there's a lot of controversy going on. Maybe the most ever. In, Maybe uh, the most ever. In, in, in history. Fantasy football. Take it away, Lou. Fantasy football, boys. So, I don't know if you knew this or not, but it actually was originated in the Bay, California, um, by a young man named Wilford Bill Winkenbach. Sounds young. (laughs) This was in uh, in his hotel room in New York City during a 1962 Raiders cross country trip. Uh, Winkenberg and some of the Raiders public relations employees, um, as well as some loser named Bill Tunnel, um, on uh, basically developed the rules that were eventually started for the first ever fantasy football league. Uh, The league was called the Greater Oakland Professional Pigskin Procrastinators league way too long of a name yeah tough uh tough little tongue twister g-o-p-p-p-l as like they say so i don't i'm just keep i mean you probably maybe will tell me this. yeah so is is this like official like so this yeah so the first one so this one was started in oakland in august in 1963 uh the league had eight members uh made up of american football league pro football journalists um, and individuals who had purchased or sold 10 season tickets for the Raiders in 1963 were part of this league. Okay. Um, and the roster makeup's pretty funny, too. So the first teams had two quarterbacks, four halfbacks, two fullbacks, four wide receivers or tight ends. So I guess that was kind Pass of a catchers. little... Yep. Um, and then two punt or kick returners, two kickers, two DBs or linebackers, and two defensive linemen. This is chaos. Yeah. So the the scoring system was entirely dependent on real life scoring. So the original system rewarded twenty five points for a touchdown pass, uh, a rushing touchdown, or a reception touchdown. Twenty five points for a field goal, ten for an extra point, two hundred for a kickoff, punt, or interception returned. And those were that's how, insane. Yeah. So it was just way too big. Like it was just like it was just they had too many players and too many points going on to start. I think what I'm curious about though is like, you know, fantasy football feels like one of those things where it's like, were other people doing it? You know, like how is how do we know the first official 
fantasy football. I mean, I guess it was the journalists and all that. Maybe it was on a public scale. But to me, it's like people probably were doing this I, with their buddies. And yeah, shit, I mean, maybe. I guess it's just these are the first guys that were recorded doing it. Right. You know, but I, the first draft, guess where it took place? Where? Sports bar. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Oakland Sports Bar. Uh, it was named, the sports bar was called King's X. Okay. That's where the first uh, draft ever took place. Um, but it seems like it kind of really like got a little more modern and, and cleaned up in uh, 1980. A group of six students at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland founded the Indoor Football League, IFL, okay. uh, one of the oldest fantasy football leagues still in operation today. Uh, Tom Spear and Jeff Cornick came up with the idea of forming a league after reading articles, blah, blah, blah. Um, all of the IFL's original members are still active in the league today, um, and they've been ripping it since 1980. Hmm. See, what, see, what I remember is in the 90s. So it, it looks like CBS launched their fantasy competition in 1997, mm -hmm. but I don't know if you talk to guys like I have buddies' dads who were in leagues in the early 90s, and I think my dad was too. Mm -hmm. And before CBS launched, they used to fax their picks over. Oh my god! When I did my first ever fantasy football league with my dad, we had to call and change our picks over. We had to call the guy, and he like set the roster. Yes, that's insane. Yeah. So like you're drafting a team, so you're sending in your fax, then you get your team, then you fax in your team to the commissioner, and that's your team lineup for the week. That is so crazy. Like I can't, I truly can't imagine like doing this. Right. If that was all that it took, like I feel like all three of us would be like, that's for nerds. Right. Like that's for nerds. Like I just, that's too much work. There's no way. Like we are just flip flopping on an app now, like back and forth. I remember also my buddy told me once, like in one of the first years he ever played, like this had to be 10, no, probably like 20 years ago. It's kind of crazy to think about maybe, maybe a little less than that. But like, uh, I think he said he was on a Yahoo league and you had to add up your own points. Like it gave you your roster and it said everything, but you had to add up your own points at the end. And then one of the apps said like, we're going to do it automatically. And it like changed the game. Yeah. That was like 97. Like Chandler was saying is when the internet kind of started. Well, was see, yeah. how many, how many times do you think they fucked up when you were sending facts and you had to like reference your point score and, and like, just like who's double checking, like yeah. what oh, there had to be collusion like all over the place, like each yeah. one. And it's like, is half a sack here, half a sack there. And like, that is like insane amount of work. We well, how about like, I mean, like, where does he post it to know that what the other teams are starting and who they're starting? Like and commissioners probably got greased heavily in the early nineties. Oh my God. A hundred percent. I'm just like, in my brain is just like, oh, Google Doc. Nope, idiot. Still no internet. Like, <laughs> right. I, like every thing took a picture and then fucking brought it over to everyone's house with what, what? is digital Develop camera? It? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Polaroid. Use the Polaroid. Kodak. <laughs> Dude, archaic. How did he even like exist? And I just don't know who like would ever want to, to be in that. charge like, of that. Yeah, yes, right. It you thought like your job as a commissioner was hard, Frank. You came in here, oh, man, I got a tough job as a commissioner. I These do? guys yes. are fucking sharpening their pencils and fucking yes. <laughs> taking pictures. Can you imagine, like, just, like, 
yeah, if you feel like your significant other is mad you spend too much time on football, imagine like being the commissioner, like getting faxes on Sunday morning. Oh, you're wearing the green hat with the typewriter, fucking <laughs> the things coming off the top. Yeah, now you understand why they like used to tip the commissioner and stuff. Every year, I'm, I still am waiting on a tip. In my <laughs> yeah, uh, no, Keep one, no, no, one's, yeah, no, no one's tipping me. I mean, Monday, dude, the commissioner's ripping box scores. <laughs> dude, yes. You know, like <laughs> you couldn't even have had it in real time, dude. And yeah, like you're like lo- looking in the paper. <laughs> At the at yeah, the, the stats, next day, you know, and like, oh my god, dad. yeah, you're just waiting for it to come through. <laughs> so you're, t- <laughs> and then you have to like be like, all right, fellas, double check everything. Yeah, and someone's like, oh, he had like 76 yards, like not 74. Oh, the free press had 77. Well, the Detroit News had about 68. So the history of fit, it had, it's just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind to think about how far it's come. Like I didn't even think about like setting your roster and like calling and faxing and all that. Like I thought it was crazy when my buddy said that they used to add up their own points, like period. And then they could text each other or email it right. or whatever like i would trust you guys to add up your own points can you imagine like, i'm just thinking of our league like oh no are you kidding me like people would be screaming in the group chat for longer than they are currently you'd have to double check everyone's math yeah fuck that our group of friends in a newspaper <laughs> <laughs> and not even just like their lack of math skill it's it's like the lack of trust i have in them at all <laughs> not to ch- like to cheat yes correct oh my God. so they basically have like you know we we know this three different types of fantasy leagues they have the traditional you know where you draft each year and then what we recently got into in the last five or six years uh the keeper dynasty leagues which I've kind of grown to like a little bit as well. And then, which has really, you know, gained some steam the last few years, the daily fantasy. Yeah. Um, are you guys big into, the, are you guys still big into daily fantasy at all? Or I, no, the quick answer, no. I will say that I probably see like a screenshot like once a year. And it's someone who like spent $3 and won like a hundred grand. Yeah. And uh, I'll go open my DraftKings and I'll always have like five bucks in there and I'll put together a lineup. It'll be dead before half. <laughs> and then I say, this is the stupidest fucking thing in the world. And I never do it again. Yeah. I'm not really on the DFS train at all anymore either. It's very um, tempting when you see a screenshot. Oh, hundred percent. Like when you just see one of those, like I could have picked those guys. I mean, being fully transparent fantasy's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of run. It's like the Philly special. That it's was going to be actually one of my questions too, is like, do you guys feel like fantasy as of recently is kind of dying out as a whole? I will say at this time of year, I'm always exhausted by fantasy. Like unless you win the championship, and right. I, I just lost in the championship. Cause I went with cousins over Rogers, like classic, classic fucking fantasy story. And I'm done with it. I'm exhausted. I'm the commissioner. I have to pay everybody out. So it's like the guys that beat me in the finals, I got to send them this fat stack of cash. And I'm just sick of thinking about it. I'm done with it. Guarantee in three months, I'll be fired up again. And then once it's draft, I love the start of fantasy season and like the draft. Like I do love that. hundred percent. The draft is like my favorite part of the draft is my favorite part of fantasy. Yeah. That's that, that's, that's still the only part or one of the only reasons I do it now. Um, but you know, fantasy as a whole, I just feel like it's, it's run its course um, it, it's kind of what you said 20 years ago now Yeah, that we've been doing it. And how many injuries are there now? Injuries. Like, it's insane. How many uh, shared backfields are there? There's not 10 elite running backs anymore with only 30 running backs that get the ball. There's 25 guys who can pop off at any time with 70 guys who get touches every week. It's, 
it's getting to be too much. And I think the the emergence of the sports book and being able to bet those props mm-hmm. far supersedes any excitement I could get off fantasy. Not to mention you're playing for what an hundred dollar, two hundred dollar fantasy league. Yeah, like that that that's the one o'clocks on Sundays. Yeah, without a doubt. I right. mean, I totally agree with definitely those optics of it, but like. I still love like winning our league for like, sure. If, if and that's a, a lot of, of it now is not even about the money. No. It's more of like, I just want to talk shit to people in the league and say, I'm a sick GM without a doubt. Is and, it? And it's totally like, it's the one thing, not the one thing, but it's, it's something where you can totally inflate how good, good you are at it. When realistically it is 95% a roll. Oh, of fucking dice. A hun- yes. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. It's just, it's very entertaining and it makes watching the game so much better. Just, but like Chandler was saying, you know, with FanDuel and DraftKings and being able to build those SGPs where you can do alt receiving yards and you're basically building a daily fantasy team there, you mm-hmm. know, and you can spend 10 bucks and win 20 grand, 50 grand, whatever, if you want to get crazy with it. Um, so it just makes it a little harder, especially when you suck, when your team sucks, Yeah, you know, you're checked out. And I think there was a few years for me personally, where I like was so excited about football and fantasy and betting. Like, and I still am. I love all of it. Obviously we all fucking do. We literally do yep. podcasts, but like I hit a peak where I was like in four leagues, I was doing daily fantasy and I was betting on every game. And it was like, this is not fun to watch anything. <laughs> Cause like everything is going a hundred different. Yeah. Like fucking Golden Tate catches one touchdown and like, yeah. I don't know what to do, right. like what, whether to celebrate or, you know, whatever it is. And so like, I've got it to a point now where it's like, it's pretty streamlined. I have my two leagues. I really have no desire to expand beyond that. Cause then it just gets too like chaotic for me. Do you have any like traditions in your league? So like, I know my dad's league, the, the winner buys the food for the next draft. Yeah. So, uh, a league that I have a couple friends in, the loser has to wear a dress to the draft the next year. Like, do you do any of that shit or? No, I mean, we used to when in my one league where all the guys like lived by each other, mm-hmm. like everyone's kind of spread out now and like has families like last place had to host a kegger. And we actually were pretty like consistent with that. We'd have our league and then like in the middle of summer, someone would it force us all to hang out again. Yeah, yeah. And I wish that was still the case, but then like we fell behind a kegger and then we fell behind two keggers and now some guy owes like four keggers and it's just kind of like... Probably not going to happen. It's probably, I don't know, <laughs> grab 20 beers at, you know, Park Madison yeah. Bowl or whatever. Get so, some high lifes. Yeah, yeah. And then Lou in our league, like no one can just like agree on anything. We can the, barely get fucking people to show up to the draft, let alone do like an event to have 12 people attend and bring something or like, coordinate like, something. Fuck that, I'm not doing that. Too good for that. Yeah, so... And, and like then the when you start talking about you start brainstorming what the punishments could be, I mean that's almost half the fun because it just yes. gets like absolutely raunchy and out of control. Right, right. And then it just turns <laughs> into a bunch of shit that no one's ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. The best part about fantasy right now is obviously the draft is great. The group chat is the best though. Yeah, because yeah, the it shit gets talking. so far outside of the league. Yeah, has nothing to do with it. You know, so yeah. it's I, that's my favorite part of fantasy. In a couple we've been going. in too, it's like people are getting you know, like you said, it's it's personal. It's getting low. There's a lot of low blow comments going on it talking about nasty. their families. <laughs> yeah, no, it gets wives, wives being get involved. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it. it gets spitting on people. It gets gnarly in there. Yes, <laughs> it started off with CMC, but. <laughs> Ended yeah. at the DMD. Yeah, and like you truly have done nothing. Like you have no control or any expertise. Like you're you read some shitty fucking Matthew Barry article, and like he happened to go for twelve points, and you won. Right. Yes. You know, like, but I was thinking back to the punishment thing. I have a buddy 
um, who actually is going to Lambeau with me. And he, his league is like, they're just, I don't know, what do you want to call it, more mature. They actually stick to the punishments that they have. So one year, I know the punishment, you know, and this is, I'm just telling you what the punishment was, everybody out there, that they had to attend um, a WNBA game in the front row, like had to have floor seats to a WNBA That's game. That's good. That's pretty good. And But but they had to like be on the camera side, facing the camera, and they had to like, it wasn't just they had to be there. They had to have a jersey and like paint their face and like make a sign. They had to be the number That's one, a good one. WNBA yeah, fan. Good. And then they change it every year. And I know one year they made the last place person do open mic night stand-up comedy for like five, like a ten, five to ten minutes set. Wow, which is like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it was yeah. Probably, for sure. And like That's you, cool. and you know, all those the, are good ideas. I, yes, I know, right? And you know, all the his boys like did not laugh. Right, like, right. you know, they just went there and like didn't help them out at Spin all. Spit on him, threw tomatoes. Yeah, made comments about his wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, who do you guys like? So, talking, you know, fantasy still. Who who do you guys remember being like your most memorable fantasy player? Like everyone has that one guy that just absolutely lit it up for you that year. Like who was who was that for you guys? LT LT. Yeah, Danian Tomlinson was lights out every single year. Um, so LT was the guy for me. Honorable mention: No Sean Moreno. Oh yeah! Wow. Okay. No Sean Moreno came through one playoff run through for me. I was talking shit about him. He was trash before that, and he brought Boner Central one of its first championships. <laughs> wow. LT, so you guys, I'm sure, know this. He's the all-time GOAT fantasy player, most fantasy points yeah. ever. Um, I would say for me, it's uh, it's Antonio Brown. Uh, I just kind of had him for like three years, like won a couple championships. He was just kind of like – he was like my guy. Yeah. He was fucking unreal. A couple of honorable mentions, and like Antonio Brown's like, you know, first-round GOAT. Carries yeah. the team the whole year. He's in the top ten for fantasy performances all time receivers in fantasy. So, oh wow, yeah. And but so but other ones that come to mind. Uh, the year the Patriots won the Super Bowl when they had uh, Legarrette Blunt, mm-hmm. he scored a hundred touchdowns. Yeah, like yeah. absolute sleeper that just won me the league. Jamal Williams. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Well, my, exactly. Mine was uh was Randy with Tom Brady. He was oh. my absolute jug when yeah. when that was going on. So and yeah, just, 2014. He was he's number eight on the list. Frank Antonio oh, wow. Brown. Wow. And then I would say just I'm thinking of like all the miracles. Like last year, I won with like a 33 out of Rashad Penny. Like you just have those guys that are nobodies. That, oh, that I have just, a great story for that actually, and I know you know this one, Frank. But I think it was. Two two or three years ago, I was playing in a in a semifinal game in our league against Danny Boy. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up picking up Giovanni Bernard off of waivers last minute, and I was down twenty three and a half points or something in the game, and he ended up putting up twenty five points after splitting. But you forgot the best part of that story is he had Tyler Boyd. You were down 23, and he had Tyler Boyd going, and Boyd fucking snapped his neck. On oh, like that's this, right, and he like was his, out for the game. He didn't snap his neck. He got injured and yeah. was done after one catch, and or like no catches. 
So it was a double whammy where he Boyd got hurt in the first play, and then you had twenty five. That was the biggest miracle I've ever seen in my. That was insane. Life. Yeah, I mean, I literally picked him up two days ago. Yeah, I had the worst beat of my career this year, um, and I will just blanket say this: I feel like fantasy stories are a lot like car accidents, almost car accident stories, like almost car accident stories. They're all pretty much the same. Like, yeah, like I do enjoy hearing some of For them. For sure, but sometimes it's like when you're with like your in-laws or you're with people yeah. you don't know and they start telling you like fantasy stories. Yeah. It's like, these are kind of all the same. Everyone's heard the, and had the same problems. Yeah. Um, so for me, like I needed a win to go to the playoffs and it was like the one I needed two points, uh, two in a PPR league out of uh, AJ Brown. And he got 1.95 Damn. because of a tackle. So that's, that's a shameful. One. Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to close this segment out for us here. Please. Um, Frank, you're a commissioner. I am. Two times over. Two times over. You're in a pinch right now. You have guys oh, yeah, right. that are, are wondering what's going to happen in your championship league. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Frank. Yeah, go ahead. How are you going to solve this problem? So the problem Chandler is is speaking of here is obviously there was a tragic event at the uh, Bills-Bangles game last night with um, – with Ham Hamlin going down. Demar Hamlin. Prayers yeah. up, Demar. Yeah, prayers up to Demar prayers Hamlin. Up, Demar. Honestly, one of the scariest things Get I've ever, ever fucking seen. Um, so prayers up to him, and, you know, we hope he gets better. But I am in a league where there is a major underdog who is winning by 30-ish points, and someone, the other, his opponent has Jamar Chase going. Jamar is very capable of scoring 30 That's points. Right. Um, but right now this game is postponed and it's just kind of hanging in the balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm getting proposals both ways of like, I'll take less prize money if you just call it now and I'll give him some. And then I have the person who's trailing saying, can I use his week 18 score? And I'll be honest, I am not going to do anything until I see what the NFL does with this game until it's officially canceled. And I want to see what ESPN does with the matchup because yeah. this is a toxic finals between two toxic guys that want to kill each other, <laughs> whether they're playing fantasy or not. Correct. I'm not making a call on this thing. Hell no. I'm either going to let them come to an agreement and shake hands and I will pay them both out what they agree on, or I'm waiting for ESPN and the NFL to decide. And if it's, if it's like egregious, like if it's something insanely weird, I, like, I don't know what that would be. I, I'll, I'll make a ruling. But like what the craziest thing would be the game's just canceled, right? Yep. And then that's it. What do I do? I just I have to pay out the guy who's in the lead. I yeah. As the winner. Yeah, sure. And if and if he wants to be nice and tip the second place person right. like a little more, then he does it. But like what the f- the fuck am I supposed to do? There's that's your the answer, guys. You wanna- <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys do besides what I just said? So a guy at work said it today. He said do two Madden teams, draft your skilled players onto that team, just totally customize the roster, and then do your defense, have the whole defense on defense, and whoever your defensive team is, those offensive linemen are going to be the offensive linemen for your team. So, for instance, if you had the Lions defense, you'd get the Lions offensive line on your Madden team. Mm-hmm. And he said draft two teams and simulate it against each other and see who wins. Yeah. It's a cool idea. I like the idea. But th- if you're up like by 25 and they got like a <laughs> kicker left, you're like, fuck that. That's, you know? that's the other thing too is like. Uh, it all Danny, depends on the he, scenario. He's up, he's up 34 points. Right. It's right. not like he's down one. Let me give you the scenario. Team A is is up 10 
Team B has Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I mean, yeah. You so gotta, Team B definitely so, wants well, to like, That's what I'm saying. It's like, what are you? I mean, Team B gets to win by the luck of the draw on the mm-hmm. the Madden simulator. And, and that but, would, yeah, and that would have been my scenario. It would have been if I would have started Rodgers, I'd be up seven with my friend having Jamar Chase going, and that's like, that's a dicey one. But it didn't happen that way because I started fucking Cousins and I lost. Yeah. Well, good good talk, boys. Let's go into a quick over-under here to close out 91. Good talk, good stuff today. A lot of great sports. Um, football's coming to an end, which is uh, sad. and sad. One uh, week left. All right, Jerry sent us the list. We appreciate you. LGRW leads off the list. Jerry, number one on over-under. Woodford, Woodford Reserve Whiskey or Whiskey in general? I'm going to lead off. Um, underrated whiskey is my favorite alcoholic beverage out there. Maybe next to beer, uh, just cause you can't drink them as frequently. Woodford reserve in general. I don't know why I can't say it. Maybe I've been drinking whiskey. Woodford, Woodford reserve is awesome. Underrated whiskey rocks. Best Tot- liquor out there. Totally agree. Frank <laughs> severely underrated. I order a Manhattan or an old fashioned 95% of the time is my first drink. When I go out to dinner, I love bourbon, huge bourbon guy. Love makers, love what was what Jerry say? Ma- Wood, Woodford, Woodford, love <laughs> Woodford, Woodford love Woodford, underrated, underrated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just I did want to talk about progression of alcohol real quick. I started off with rich and rare in in college early years, late college into post college with Seagram Seven. Finally graduated to Crown, and now we're drinking you know better stuff or whatever. We there want. we go. Miller uh, High Life's number two. Number two, uh, lobster versus crab. Lobster versus crab meat for a fancy dinner. So we got to strain away from over under here, but I like how he's getting creative. Lobster versus crab meat for a fancy dinner. Lou. Wow. Uh, good one, Jer. I'm going to go with, if it's Alaskan king crab, I'm going to go with crab over lobster. If it's snow crab, I'm going to go with the lobster over crab. Give me the crab 10 out of 10 times. No doubt in my mind, crab, we made it for New Year's, made it at home. Still expensive, but 10 times less expensive, and you get so much king crab. The Alaskan king crab is so good. And There's I'm nothing t- better. And don't be intimidated. So easy to make. It so is. easy You to just make. boil it. Yes. Number three, Channy, you're up. The NHL Winter Classic. Ooh, NHL Winter Classic. We just kind of hinted at it earlier. Overrated. It's the same recycled product right now over and over again. Overrated, Frank. I agree. I think it's overrated as well, but there's still a great idea there that they just need to fucking tweak and we could revive it. Yeah. So clean it up, make it better. Overrated. <laughs> um, number four on the list. Uh, Jerry's definitely uh, poking at me with this one. Road trips over five hours. Um, I will be t- I will be taking a road trip over five hours on uh, this weekend to go to Lambo. They are overrated. I don't like being in the car for five hours is kind of my tipping point. That's like where I draw the line. Obviously, there's a lot more on the line here. I'm willing to do it, but if it's over five hours, I genuinely would rather fly. I'm going to say they're overrated in general, but you got to do them every once in a while. I disagree, Frank. Uh, my my tipping point's more like the seven, eight hour mark. I'm a candy ass. And like, especially if I'm going to Lambo with all my buddies, like I love a good road trip in the car, sharing stories, having a good time. Not the way there I'm worried about. Underrated. Uh, I'm with Frank. Five hours. I'm about going stir crazy. Get me on a plane. 
get me from destination A to B as quickly as possible. Road trips are overrated. <laughs> I'd say Chicago is like my max. Yes. And even that one is Chicago like, to like Cleveland to Cincinnati. Anything outside of that, I'm yeah. flying. You love those cities. Winter, winter. Number five, winter. Who's up? Lou? Lou. Me? Winter? Fucking, I'm sick of it. Get it out of here. Overrated. Cold, snowy, don't do shit, no golf, overrated. Winter is the time of outdoor hockey, skiing, and pure Michigan events, and games at Lambeau, underrated. I like winter. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. Big week this look, I'm getting I'm getting texts from the guys about what to do in this fantasy. Game. Like <laughs> now it's just me and the two guys <laughs> in the finals, and they're we adding need answers. Me. There's three guys in the chat and they're adding me of what to do. Um, thank you all for listening to episode 91 of the Fizz. Good luck on all your bets this weekend. If you are listening on Spotify or iTunes, please remember to write us a review and share with your friends. We appreciate every single one of you, and we will see you next week. Go green. Peace. See you.